This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Welcome back to the How She Did That podcast. At the time of this episode going live, my team and I are exactly one day away from the start of our two-week-long company-wide break. So every year, we take from Juneteenth through the 4th of July completely off as a company, and then we take the last two weeks of the year off as well. Now, we've been taking the December dates off for at least five years now, but we just started taking off the mid-year break around three or so years ago. I was just starting to notice that each year around the same time, we kind of started getting on each other's nerves. We started dropping the ball on a few things and patience just seemed to wear thin and little things would turn into big things and big irritations, right? (laughs) And one day it just completely clicked that we were all exhausted. So February through May is usually a really busy time for our team because there's a lot of spring launches. And so, yeah, it totally made sense that my team just needed this break. So we turn it into one of our policies because we at the Launch Guild truly believe in making your preferences your policies. All of our clients are made aware in advance that we won't be answering emails or going to do any client work during those two weeks. And it's become absolutely glorious. So I'm going to link to the show notes uh, to that episode where I talk more about the logistics of how we plan for that break, how we take that break, and how it works for our team and also for our clients. Now, this year, the one big difference is that my family and I are actually going away on a beach trip in July, and then I'm doing a girls group chat trip right after that. So I'll actually be in office while my team is out of office this year, just because my travel fell a little bit differently on the calendar. So if you are desperately in need of a break and some recentering and reconnection time, which I know that you are, then I want to remind you about the Call to Clarity Retreat that I'm hosting September 21st through the 24th in Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's three absolutely amazing days with other women business owners where the focus is community, rest, and connection. Now, at the end of this time in our beautiful retreat house, you'll leave with more clarity on your next steps for your business and direction for what you truly want to do next year and the years thereafter. Registration includes all the activities, meals, transportation from and to the airport, a chair massage, and even a mini branding photo shoot. Room types start at only $1,500 and payment plans are still available. So you can go register now at TashaBooth.com forward slash fall dash retreat. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash fall dash retreat. If you have any lingering questions about this retreat, if you've been thinking about it and you're on the fence, feel free to DM me. Let's have a conversation about it. DM me on Instagram at the Tasha Booth. Okay, let's meet today's guest. My guest today is Ashley DeLuca. Ashley is an email marketing strategist who uses conversational email marketing to help you connect and convert your subscribers into buyers. With a toddler on her hip in the fall of 2021, she walked away from her abusive marriage and within six months completely rebuilt her life from scratch using her business as her foundation. 
Through her journey, she believes truly betting on yourself is one of the most impactful decisions you will ever make. So let's go ask Ashley how she found the strength to leave. Hello, Ashley. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I cannot wait to hear your story. Oh my gosh. I'm so stoked to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do and who you serve? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So my name is Ashley DeLuca. I am a email marketing strategist. And so I specifically focus on helping you connect and convert your subscribers using conversational email marketing. I absolutely love a good conversation, which is why we're here. And so bringing it on over into the email side and being able to help both service and e-commerce based businesses embrace this within their email marketing strategy and tactics and all the things is exactly what I do and who I serve. Amazing. Thank you for that. And yes, email marketing is the key to so many things in my business. And I know for many other online business owners, so you are needed and appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So tell us a little bit, I'd love for you to start wherever you are comfortable with starting with in your story and in your journey and kind of how you rebuilt your business within six months after everything you went through. So I'm going to let you lead and take it away. And then I have some questions for you, I'm sure afterwards. Yeah, totally. Okay. So, uh, gosh, you know, one of the things that I grew up in was a small town and being a small town girl, I always had this big vision, this big dream of breaking free, like the Kelly Clarkson song (laughs) and, you know, moving into the big city, taking over the world, having a corporate job, small studio apartment. Like this girl had the dreams, had the things and was like, gonna go for it. And one of the things that I did um, while I was, you know, growing up was I actually self-taught myself from library books how to build websites because I wanted to get discovered. I wanted to be seen. So I was reading these books bigger than I was, HTML, CSS, WordPress, all the things, and just writing my 14-year-old girl thoughts out there. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward, I ended up, you know, going to college again, trying to do the check boxes in life, trying to live the big ultimate dream. Mm-hmm. And so ended up going into college, wrote a business plan in one of my, you know, marketing classes because I went for business. And I was like, I will never use this marketing plan. Like I don't have any (laughs) desire to open a small business. Again, corporate dreams all the way. But I was also that overachiever. So I kept all of my papers always is like, look at what I did. And I had a whole filing cabinet of this kind of stuff. Okay. Wow. So as I went through life, I ended up, you know, going to, as I mentioned, going to college, I got a corporate job and I got to this place where I had a boyfriend, I had all of these things. And I was like, girl, you're living the dream. You're doing it. Congratulations. Like you made it. You're on track. Only to find that I was just feeling like it wasn't it. Like it wasn't enough. I just still didn't feel fulfilled. And the first thing that I came to first and foremost was my job. That's where I was spending the majority of my time. And I was like, cool, well, let's work on fixing this first. And I was sitting at Panera with my best friend, Cece. Um, She's double the age, double the wisdom. And I was telling her about it. And she's like, girl, why don't you just open up your own business and do it? Because I was wanting to do web design, but I could never get my foot into the door because I was so incredibly young. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have any experience. Like I had just built websites for myself, essentially, and my dad. Um, and so as I was going through that, I was just like, okay, yeah, sure. 
So I did like $50 websites off of Craigslist. I don't know how I got didn't get murdered, honestly. <laughs> like I was meeting up with weird, like strange men at Panera talking about website design. Like you, you name it, I did it off of Craigslist uh-huh. for quite some time. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and those were my first clients. Those were the first mm-hmm. people that I ever worked with. And, you know, we ended up using the money that I made with freelancing to buy property um, in another like portion of the state where I live. Ended up moving down there, got a custom built home. We got married, ended up having the baby, two dogs. Like when I'm saying like the American dream, like Mm -hmm. the American dream. Um, I ended up leaving my corporate job when I had my child, um, ended up going full time into my small business. Like it was on paper. It was the dream, right. Mm -hmm. To be able to stay at home with my little one, run my business from my laptop, you know, be at home and like all of those things. And I just felt right back into that same, that same area of just feeling so incredibly unfulfilled, Mm. feeling just so incredibly lost and confused. Because again, like I checked all the check boxes. Like when you think about, I was like, I, I did the right quote unquote, right things but it still left me in a place where I just completely fell apart. And I Mm -hmm. just was just so, again, just so confused. I was confused all the time. I felt like I was walking on eggshells and I would go to therapy. I would get a therapist. We'd get to a point where they'd be like, well, you have to make a decision. I'd be like, I'm not ready to. So then I'd get a new therapist. And then we'd come back to that same decision. And it wasn't until I was actually really honest with myself And I was really honest with who I not only wanted to become, but with who I also wanted my son to become and what kind of environment I wanted him to live in and what I wanted him to experience that then opened up the door to me uh, showing up with a U-Haul and packing all of my stuff up and literally leaving in one day from my my entire life I had built. Yeah. Wow. So... Basically, so you decided that you wanted a better, better um, life for your son. Can you, and you can go, you don't have to go super deep into this, but like, um, can you share of some of what was happening that you were just like, I'm not repeating this pattern of behavior basically for my son and I want more? Yeah, a thousand percent. So mm-hmm. I had always grown up in a like very Christian household, like, always married, like to the end vibes, mm-hmm. and my ex husband didn't. It was very much so broken family after broken family after broken family. And it was a continual pattern within not just like his family line, but within our marriage where it was time and time again, where I was being like physically abused. I was being emotionally abused. I was being financially abused. Like I went through so many things that I didn't even realize were abuse Mm -hmm. until I started actually looking in Facebook groups and explaining what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is this normal? And when I was going through this process of literally Googling, why won't my husband spend time with me to eat dinner with me? Mm -hmm. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, what's going on here? Like, why does this happen? I would, you know, Google, like, why doesn't my husband, my child's father, not take an interest in actually playing with his son? Why am I constantly every single quarter going through this weird cycle? I had no idea what the abuse cycle was at this point. Like, it was never introduced. I had no idea. But I would Google, like, why is it that, like, my husband keeps cheating on me every four months? Wow. Yeah. Because we were going through this literal abuse cycle where I would feel on top of the world, marriage was great, life was great, business was great. 
And then we would kind of get into this like lull, essentially, you know, you kind of think of like honeymoon period. Yeah. And then you think of like, eh, like we're doing life together. Like it's okay, but it's not fine. It's great. Like it's just kind of that middle zone. And then we would go into like, oh, wait, something's wrong. Like there's something off, whether it's an encounter, it's a conversation, something would be just like off. And so I would walk on eggshells, taking in all of that saying, oh, it's my fault. It's something that I did or something that I've encountered to find, oh, well, you were just like on Tinder while I was like sleeping in the other room, nursing your child. Yeah. those situations were something that was constantly happening. And then we would go all the way back up. He would change. Everything would be different. And I was just so incredibly sick and tired of accepting, honestly, like so a subpar relationship. Yeah. Somebody who wasn't fully showing up, who was not going through the process of actually giving me the space to be able to grow and really just like, like throwing water on my sunshine. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to put it. And, um, you know, I also think as well too, like I, I also take a lot of responsibility obviously for the like period of time that we were together and things that happened within our relationship. Mm -hmm. And I just decided that like the person that I was with him wasn't the person that I wanted to be. Mm. And I knew that there was a different version of me. There was like a different evolution of me as a mom, as a business owner and all these other things, but it wasn't with him being in my bed with me every single night mm-hmm. with us sharing a home together yeah. with us spending that much time in communication. And it wasn't until I broke all of that completely off and went no contact that it actually started to blossom into something so much more better and beautiful. And it just really opened a lot of doors for not just me, but also our son as well too. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I always, so my story and I've shared some of it in the past, but like my story of ending my marriage is a lot different than yours in terms of the abuse wasn't there, but the misalignment and the really realizing that like, you don't like who you are as a person in this relationship, you know, that sort of thing was definitely there. And so I know how hard of a step it was for me, just, just myself, not having anybody else to care for or worry about to decide to, you know, up and leave basically. And how brave of you is that to, for you to do it with your son, with a U-Haul in one day, when you made that decision, like what was, what were your next steps in terms of it, in terms of, I know you had to rebuild your business and probably rebuild your life too, because where do you go with the (laughs) U-Haul? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, luckily my family is very, very incredibly supportive. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even during that time period and even before, like, it was one of those things where like we moved three and a half hours away from them. I was completely secluded, alienated out in the middle of nowhere, 20 minutes to a Starbucks. Like, and it really was like so incredibly grateful for my family. Cause that's where I stayed. So mm-hmm. I ended up living with my parents for about six months and that gave me the space to be able to actually process, to be able to actually like feel the feels mm-hmm. and to be able to just like figure it out because it's not anything that like, my family's gone through, especially not that level of abuse or understanding. Like there's kind of like a period within like you kind of detoxing from that. Mm -hmm. And it's something that over the past year I've been working through, like detoxing a lot of those toxic behaviors and decision makings and things that were previously there. And so it first and foremost started with community because again, like no one in my family has like ever dealt with the things that I've gone through or really understood like well, why is Ashley acting this way? Like, this is weird for her. Like, cause I just had turned into a completely different version of who I truly even believe was like my real self. 
Um, so I joined a Facebook group that really just allowed for me to be able to be surrounded with other women who had the same question, you know, should I stay or should I go? Mm-hmm. And it just allowed for me to also see like the other perspectives to be able to get stories. I had one person send me a video and they were like, I think if you watch this video, it'll make so much sense to you. Mm-hmm. And it was literally a video about living like a day of the life of living with a narcissist. Wow. And I was just like, how do you know that's literally my day? Like it was yeah. literally recorded as if like that was our entirety of our day. And I was just like, that's exactly how I feel. That's how I respond. That's what that looks like. And it was just so crazy to me. So it was community awareness. It was obviously like lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of therapy, mm-hmm. finding the right therapist to be able to help me process through a lot of the things to be able to get clear on what decisions were best for me and like my kiddo. And then also too, within that, like giving myself a lot of grace to be able to process that through, which then allowed for me to be able to really see my business in a completely different light. Mm. I had, you know, built my business from this place of scarcity, from this place of just like fearing so much fear, honestly, Mm -hmm. of like, am I going to have enough money is, you know, my bank account going to be negative 300 this week, because like he withdrew $600. And I only had $300 in there, Uh, like, yeah, with the financial abuse and everything like that, it just created so much scarcity within my business that I was creating clients who also had those same things. Like, I really feel like you adopt and attract the same people where you are, you know, right. Um, And so there was just so much within that of being able to just take a step back and say, why did I build it the way that I did? Mm -hmm. And that's when I completely redid it. Like I completely rebuilt it from hourly clients and people who are only giving me like 20 bucks an hour to like, no, like this is what I want to do. This is my worth. And like, you're on board, you're not on board. And like, that's totally cool otherwise. Mm -hmm. And it's just built a completely different style of business and just one that like better supports me and my lifestyle and my dream and my vision isn't built out of fear. Oh, I love all of that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I am just so impressed by, by you and how far you've come in that. And it's just such a testament to everything that you said that when you change your environment and when you have other people around you, letting you know, like, Hey, this is not normal. And then walking into your new normal and what really is what you should expect of people and what you should expect out of people who, who love you and everything. So I appreciate that so much. I would love to know where we can find you. Uh, where do you hang out and where can we learn more about you and keep chatting? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So the best place to stalk me is definitely over on Instagram um, at Ashley K. DeLuca. Um, that's honestly my favorite place to hang out. I sometimes pop on over to Facebook and like creep, but mm-hmm. for the most part, you want to start a conversation. You want to kind of see the behind the scenes of my life, what I'm up to and all the things. Instagram is definitely the place to go. Amazing. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Before you go, be sure to head over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and learn more about my upcoming programs, masterclasses, and live events. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe. Until next time.